it was all a learning curve and there yes. was a few things along the way that really helped it grow. So definitely free shipping was one of them. Um, it, it, I noticed a big change in sales then. Um, I think another one is definitely like fast turnaround times. Mm. Like I tried to look at it how I go shopping online, mm. you know, and that is a, if, I, if I see $11.95 for shipping, I just don't buy the product. I don't know why. It's ridiculous, but you just you don't tend to buy it if there's a shipping cost involved. and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google ads and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpose, Women Work Law and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha-loving Real Housewives apologist alongside my love of all things pop culture. And yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart with a love of all things business. On today's podcast, I have the incredible Martha, who is the founder of Truly Amore, which is a luxury keepsake book company. And Martha's business has only actually been around for just over a year, and she's built basically this incredible, really fast-growing, popular business that is still operated out of her house. And she, we, we met because she enrolled in my Google Ads course and I just fell in love with Martha and everything that she stands for and her, her products and her, her business is just fantastic. Actually, after this interview, I was talking to her and we were talking about how great her books were and I went online and I just placed an order of eight of her books. So I plan to give them as gifts and use them for my own kids. They're baby books that are different and, and really luxurious and designed to fit forever. And I just actually bought a milestone, um, milestone birthday book, which is my dad's 70th coming up, and I thought that's so I can put that in for him. Anyway, basically, I just spoke to Martha and then jumped online and placed an order. I think you're going to love this chat. We talk about Martha's background, which she has a background in graphic design, which she thinks had a really big impact on the ability to start a business and make it successful from the start because she kind of knew that visual element of the business online was really important. And she talks about that and how she sort of used that to her advantage. And then we also talked about like what's next, what's her next plan and how she markets her business and how she got into using paid ads. You're going to fall in love with Martha. She's incredible. And I just could talk to her for so much longer than I did, but I thought I'd better wrap it up at some point. But enjoy. Let's start my chat with Martha. Okay, Martha, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. I'm so excited to be here. I've been so excited to have you on because you, uh, we met, I don't know what, a couple months ago now, you enrolled in my Google Ads course and sent me this, I was browsing your site one day and I was asking a couple of questions about the products I wanted to buy one for you. And you sent me back this beautiful email saying like, I'm obsessed with learning Google Ads and I'm loving the course. Yeah. So I'm so grateful that you have decided to come on today because I want to talk to talk with, with you about how you've built your business and your background and all that sort of good stuff. Yeah. So before we kind of dive into that, can you tell me, well, first of all, you're Martha, but can you tell yeah. me what your brand is and how you got to start your company? Like what's your background, all that yeah. sort of good stuff. Okay, so uh, the company name is Truly Amore and I uh, design and create um, luxury keepsake journals. That's what I like to call it because, yeah, yeah, that's basically what it is. And 
when I started what over a year ago now it's been just over a year um, you say that but I was looking at your Instagram and you've got like yeah. 14 nearly 13 and a half thousand followers so how did you yeah. like that's a really big like I've just interrupted you yeah. how do you get that many followers in yeah in so crazy. When, yeah I know I'm really <laughs> surprised too trust <laughs> me but, um I think with Instagram it, it's amazing how Instagram works um I started, I knew that any new business has to have that social media presence. So for me, it was really important to have Instagram be, it was probably the first thing that I started working on in terms of um, content and coming up with what I can, you know, what I can give my customers. And I started thinking about that right at the start because I knew how important it was. I know how I shop. I know what I do when I find a product online. I go straight to their Instagram account. And I just check them out. I see if they're legit, if they're a real brand, you know, especially with small um, new businesses. You don't really know what, you've, what you're getting. So um, I knew that Instagram had to be really, my Instagram had to look good. It had to represent who the brand was. So, um, yeah, so I started working on that really early in the piece. I started posting right away as soon as I started the business. And I just made sure to interact with other businesses, um, with all the customers, all the people that were ordering. Um, uh, in my, in my, um, when I sent out an order, I always put a little thank you note and ask people to follow me, tag me in your products. I think that all that sort of stuff helps. Mm. Um, and in the last couple of months, I've done a lot of giveaways. So I've joined into, like when people ask me, I used to be a bit apprehensive with giveaways, but now I'm just like, yep bring it on, you know, whatever giveaways are out there, I'll take them because it's exposure. It's exposure for the business. So all that has played a big part in uh, gaining a big following and, yeah, I think that's probably it. Do you think that that's been a big driver in your in your ability to grow during this first initial year is having a really strong social media presence? Yeah, I think so. I definitely think that it's important these days. People are on social media all the time. So I think it's really important to have... Um, something nice to look at. It doesn't need to be, I don't, I don't spend too much time on it, but I just make sure that I'm posting, you know, every every few days I post something just because it gives people, like as soon as they go to your Instagram account or your Facebook account, they can see straight away what you are or who you are mm. as a business. So if you don't have that, it's just, I think it just make, it puts people off. So um, I, I do think it's helped, but I do, I mean, I think there's a few things, not just social media. I think it's also the website. I think it's, you know, uh, ads, all that sort of stuff, I think is what has helped drive the business, I think. It's interesting because I didn't really, I, I'm someone that social media, I've spoken about before how it just doesn't come naturally to me in the, um, I guess, because I'm more of a paid ads person. That's where I yeah. focused on in my initial phase of this business. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got on, I started a, an account for my business now and I started using it as more of a marketing tool that yeah. I realized the power of it for yeah. getting out there and getting more yeah. well-known and being and being at top of mind. It keeps with that top of mind. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I think it's really important um, for building relationships with other businesses mm. as well. I've made a lot of friends that I haven't even met yet, but a lot of friends that own businesses and they contact you, they talk to you over social media. And I think that's really important too, because then they spread the word about your brand as well. Yeah. It feels like a lot of camaraderie, like you build, yeah. you kind of get a, a network of people that, yeah. and, and I'll get emails that will land in my inbox saying like, oh, so-and-so referred you from this agency. And I'm like, I've never heard of that agency before. And then yeah. they check and they follow me on social media. I'm like, yeah. oh, yes. like it does really, it it does, it has changed the way that I feel yeah. like 
it's giving me another avenue of growth in, in my yeah, own business. I, sure. I wouldn't be surprised if that's been a large part. I'll talk yeah. about it in a second or when we talk about maybe how you get started in paid ads, about how phenomenal your yeah. results are in the paid ads, as it just is a testament to how your product, how well your product has been received. But yeah. before you decided to, to start Trulia More, what, yeah. what were you doing before that? Like, what, yeah, what was your background? So, what was your job? Um, so I was a graphic designer. So I um, studied to be a graphic designer straight out of high school and I finished that and I went straight into advertising. I worked for um, News Limited and I worked there for over 15 years. And so wow. that was a great job. Like I loved it. It was, it was one of those jobs that like I never felt like I didn't want to go to work. I loved going to work on a Monday. Wow. It was one of those jobs. So I had a great boss. I had amazing friends there and I just loved it. It was a really good job. So, um, yeah, I progressed a lot there. I, you know, became a team leader, manager, did it all. Um, but then I had kids and, and <laughs> <I'm> kids. <laughs> yeah, when you have kids, life changes. So, mm. um, I think that was a bit of a, um, I don't know, it was, it was a hard time for me. I think that was a really hard time for me because I had to decide what I was going to do. Would, would I stay as a graphic designer and just continue working a couple of days a week or did I just want to stay home with my kids and be a stay-at-home mom? Do you think that, that that decision was so hard because you had tied a lot of your identity to yes. you as a working person? Definitely. And I enjoyed yeah. it. And I think yeah. it was... It was I don't know. It's, it's it's a hard one because, you know, I loved being a mum as well. As soon as I had my first, I, I, I loved that as well. And I loved being at home with him. Like I didn't work full time when I had him. I, I went back to part time. But I don't know, when he started school, and this was something that I didn't expect, um, being a mum, I, I think a lot of people talk about when you first have a baby, how hard that is. But people don't talk about when you first, when they first start school, the hours change. Yes. And oh, you I'm with have you. have to work out what you're going to do from, like how, that would mean he would have to go to before school care at six o'clock and after school care till six o'clock. So it's a mm. long day for a preppy. And yeah. I just didn't feel like I wanted to do that to him. I didn't, even if it was a few days a week, I just, I didn't want him to go do that many hours at school. So, yeah, I think that was the the, the point where I had to just stop working because oh, I didn't want that. I didn't want to do that to him. So I, I agree exactly. I, I remember I found in terms of logistically, the first yeah. few years for me were actually a breeze because yeah, daycare I was yeah. working part-time, but oh, well, I was working full-time at some stage and then four days a week. And yeah. But daycare is very flexible with hours. You yeah. can Some open at 6, 6.30, they close at 6.30. Not saying you send your kids that entire time, but yeah. if you want to do a 7 till 3 day or you want to do an yeah. 8 till 4 day, that's all very flexible. That's I right. remember it getting to the point where I was pregnant with my second daughter, Sunny. I had Willow, who was three, and talking to my boss at the time saying, I don't know how I'm logistically going to manage having a school-aged child yeah. because yeah. I live an hour away from the office, so what, I drop her off at 9, I get there at 10 and I leave at 2? Yeah. Like how yeah. does that work? It, you can't. It, it doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> well, so it, like, does. it does if you're prepared to put them in after-school care for a few hours. A yeah, and I don't think people actually talk about the fact that no. the, the, the 0 to 5 are probably the easiest time logistically. Yes. It's the 5 plus, probably the primary school when they're not, independent enough to be able to get themselves to and from school, but they're also that, yeah, they're not able to go to before. You don't want to send them to before and school aftercare every day of the week. It's really tricky. That's that, and that was the problem I faced. It was, what do I do now? I have, uh, you know, I don't want to leave my job. I love my job, but I kind of have to because 
I feel like it was just too hard to do it any other way. So I had to resign from work, which was really hard at the time. It was, it was just, it was a tough time because then mm. I was at home every day with two kids, you know, and it, that was hard too because it was a big life change. Um, but I guess now looking back, it was probably the best thing that ever happened because I was able to explore all the ideas I had. And so those ideas, what, how, how did you come up with the idea for Trillium More? Like what? Yeah, so um, I had a list in my phone with. Uh, like I could start this, I could start yeah, this. Yeah, that was exactly it because I always, I've, you know, I've always had those sort of ideas in my mind of what would be a good business on oh, that would be a good business and I'd have a list. Oh, you know, it was, it was a list that actually said good business ideas. You know? <laughs> I want a list like that for like baby names. Yeah. If if I yeah. have a third, <laughs> I have so many lists. So that was one of my lists, and yeah, and so I, I, I that was my favorite though. The, the 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 keepsake journals was my favorite idea because it was something that no one had really done, and I know that when I um, originally the idea came about when I tried to make a book for my mother in law who it was her birthday, it was her sixtieth birthday, and I wanted everybody to write in this book to um, give her a gift of a book with everybody's handwriting, everybody's favourite memories, everybody's, you know, favourite moments with her. And, I, you know, we got everybody to fill it out and it was just, it was such a good gift. And mm. I did it all myself. Like being a graphic designer, I was able to create, create it myself and I made it myself. And I just thought to myself to be able to give somebody a gift that's sentimental and has emotion and, you know, people's handwriting, you can keep it forever. And I just, I don't know, I just thought there's not enough books out there that are like this. So I, yeah, I thought that was the starting point. But from there I thought, well, you could have the same sort of uh, feelings and emotions tied to a baby book or to a couple's journal or, you know, to all of these sort of things. And so then I came up with the ideas of all the other books as well. And you come up with the idea, it's in your phone, you decide that's the one that you want to pursue. Yes. What do you do? (laughs) How do you get that off the ground? Yeah, from there it was a good year of research. Mm, Wow. Probably even a little bit more than that. It was well, a that's long frustrating because you're someone that wants to like get stuff done. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you're like, definitely. Ah. but I felt like at each point that I was progressing, I was getting stuff done. So yeah, the right. first point was, you know, to come up with the brand name, to come up with a logo, to come up with, you know, you know what my style was going to be, and then the next step was finding a printer. And you know, there were steps along the way, and I think I just sort of followed the natural progression. I just took those steps as they happened, you know, so I felt like I was accomplishing things. And you were just like, like tackling one sort of thing thing at a time. And you launched what, just about a year ago? Yeah. Over, over a year ago. Over a year ago. Okay. So how do you then go from, you've got the product out there or sorry, you, you develop, you do the planning. And so do you find it like manufacturer and do you, Do you have to go through trial and error on that side of things too? Oh, my gosh. It's (laughs) unbelievable. That first year of research and trying to find a printer because, yeah, it's different with with books because you've just got to find a really good printer and someone who can, oh, it was so hard because I really wanted to get the books printed in Australia. That was my biggest thing at the start. But it was just impossible. It yeah. was, I mean, when you look into prices, into everything, it was so expensive and it w- nobody would pay that kind of money for a book. And it was frustrating because I didn't want to have to go overseas because or have to choose from a, a printer overseas because so much, there's so much more risk. There's so much more, I don't know, I just, I just preferred to have everything done here. But, yeah, it's just not possible. You just learn these things along the way, I guess. Yeah, and I think that that's, I was just having a conversation with another guest, Sin, who, the same sort of thing. She's like, I want it to be made in Australia, but fit, like from a product 
profitability yeah. standpoint, it's just not feasible. And no, it really isn't. I'd either create a product that was made in Australia and no one would buy because it would be yeah. so expensive, or I had to compromise on that aspect of it. Well, that's exactly right. And that and that was exactly the situation I was in. Um, yeah. So finding a a um, printer was it took a while, but I think it was one of those things with the printers. I think it was one of those things I just, you know, I, I went on Google, I searched uh, printers, international printers, and I found a few. There was quite a few and I emailed them all and I, you know, um, got, in, got in contact with all of them. But what I was finding was there was just a few that stood out and I think mm. those la- those few I sort of had a, 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 um, a list of five or so printers that I loved and I just connected with them. And so I felt like if I got samples from those five printers, surely one of them would be good enough to go ahead with. And that's exactly what happened in the end. So it's just kind of like trial and error and then process yeah. of, of weeding it down until you get what you want. Yeah. And what talk to me about things like minimum order quantities. Like is that such a big investment at the start when you're like, yes. oh, my God, I've yes. got my product, I've decided my manufacturer, and now I've got to put a bulk order quantity yeah. to be able to get it? Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I had to order quite a few at the start. Yeah, and that's, that's the hardest thing because you're putting out all this money and you don't mm. know if it's going to work or not. I, I had no idea if it was going to work. At so. what point did you realise that it might work? Like was it, what, I, I can imagine, like, well, I don't know, but I can, I've seen inside through go, you going through the, the ads course and I've seen how quickly that people respond to your products, Yeah, which is just like the kind of, performance that you get from a, your ad spend just is my dream. Yeah. What do you put that down to? Do you put it down to that there's just was nothing else on the market like it? Um, do you mean? Uh, what made people so, um, or what made your business start to get sales? Like how did you start yeah. to get those sales or how did, okay. what made it, what made it work? Okay. So what I think, I think it's definitely a combination of a few things. I don't think it's, I can't pinpoint one thing that's made it work. I think it's things like, um, you know, because I know that at the start I didn't offer free shipping. I didn't offer, it was, it was all a learning curve and there was a few things along the way that really helped it grow. So definitely free shipping was one of them. Um, it, I noticed a big change in sales then. Um, I think another one is definitely like fast turnaround times. Mm. Like I tried to look at it how I go shopping online, mm. you know, and that is a if I, if I see $11.95 for shipping, I just don't buy the product. I don't know why. It's ridiculous, but you just you don't tend to buy it if there's a shipping cost involved. And also um, you'd probably be, you wouldn't think about it. It's only when it's itemised. Like if you've inbuilt yes. that cost into your product, like if your product was yeah. $10 more expensive, that's people right. wouldn't have that same resistance to it. Yeah, and I don't know why, but it, that's how I shop. And so I tried to sort of, I had to take a step back and think, well, how do I go shopping online? You know, one of the most important things is is shipping. So if I can offer free shipping, that's just a nice, easy round offer. It's free shipping Australia-wide. It's easy. It's like a no-brainer. You've just got to add it to cart and, and, and go ahead with it. But I also think it's things like photography and photos. Yes. When I shop online, I really look at photos. I spend a lot of time looking at the images and clicking through, fucking zooming in, you know. Um, mm. Because, you know, you're buying it online, you can't physically hold the product. So I, I spent a lot of time um, researching how to take good photos and um, I, had a, I have a, had a camera because I love taking photos anyway, but I didn't know how to do product photography. So I spent a lot of time learning how to do that, um, hours and hours, you know, weeks and weeks and learning how to take nice product photography and, yeah, things like that I think make a difference. If you have nice photos, people feel more confident to buy the product. 
And I think people underestimate the importance of that because like you said, that look and feel, you have to establish, you have to, your photos have to demonstrate the quality and demonstrate what someone's getting. Like they can't actually turn the pages in a store. Um, Can I ask whether you, was it ever a plan to be trying get stockers or did you always want to be pure play through your own website? Um, no, I definitely wanted to get stockers because I feel like books are one of those things people want to hold. Mm. Um, I think I'm a little, I mean, I've been proven wrong with that because a lot of people are still buying them online. So I, I thought they would sell like really well in stores because people could see them, could hold them because they're quite heavy, they're good quality. And I thought it would be nice for people to be able to see them. So I did a trade show really early on when I was three months into the business. I did a trade show. I did it like I did life in style and I did one of the first first in style stands. And that was really good for the first, um, you know, for the first lot of stockers that I got. That was amazing, actually. I had a lot of good feedback. I made some amazing friends through that too, other business owners. So I found that was really good. It was a bit early and I think no one there was that early on in their business, but I think it was really good that I did that then because it got my books in stores, which again spreads the word, gets your product out there in front of people. And do you have, now that we're like still in the middle of um, the pandemic, we don't know when that's going to sort of change. Have you noticed that there's been more of a shift towards your online store versus stockists? Um, there's definitely, it's it's hard because I'm still a new business. I think stockists are, are quite, they're quite interested and they, they want the product. So I've had to just go through and change all my wholesale terms and change everything because it was getting a little bit overwhelming for wholesale. And um, you had too many people yeah, to fulfill? Yeah. yeah. There was yeah, too okay. many stores asking for them and it was almost getting out of control to the point where I couldn't even control it. So now I, I just put well, it. That's a good problem to have though. It is. Like, it is. So yeah. yeah, I was, I mean, I'm happy about it at the same time. It's something I think, I don't know if maybe a lot of other businesses go through this stage, but it's something that I, I sort of hit this moment where I've said, I've got to put everything on hold for wholesale because it's just not working the way I'm doing it. Um, a lot of my products that I was ordering from, you know, the printer were going straight to wholesale and then I was mm. none left for my store. So I needed to to just sort of work out what I was going to do with wholesale. And so that I put it all on pause, um, you know, to, told them all that I'm going to be working on my terms and I'll get back to them and I'm just about to, you know, get back to them now because I've worked it all out. But, yeah, wholesale was really busy, but, I, yeah, it was a bit hard at one point with them. I think you get to a point and this is regardless of your, the business, if you're sort of client focused or customer service focused or wholesale, you get to the point where initially you'll work with anyone, right? You'll be like, I'll work with anyone. Anyone comes to me. Yeah. You sure you can only order one minimum, minimum order quantity. Like, yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's exactly like it. And then you get to the point where you're like, hang on a second is actually not serving me. I'm at the point where my demand's increased and I need to get a little bit stricter. And that's just the natural evolution of a business. So I think that that's a perfect um, example of that in that, of course, you'll get to the point where you're like, oh, hang on a second, if everyone's coming to me wanting stock to be a stockist, I've got to change something because I need yeah. to make it more, um, just more realistic for, for you as a yeah. business owner to handle. Yeah. Um, but you don't know that before you get started. Like, you don't know what you don't know. I remember getting my first call for a wholesale order and being so excited you yeah. know, that I didn't anyone would be interested in having my books in their store. So, I mean, to have to be in this situation now, I'm over the moon about it. But yeah. at the same time, I've never done this before, so I don't know what I'm doing, you know. So that's why I had to take a step back. And I think it's really important now. Now I feel a lot better. I'm more comfortable with my decisions and I feel, I don't know, I feel more like I'm, I'm more prepared for it. Yeah. And being more prepared for it, I'm sure that there's been 
How many kids do you have, Martha? Do you have two? two. I've got two, yeah. And what are the age? What are their ages? So, uh, eight and six. Okay, so those are there's we're in a pandemic. You're in the middle of yeah. homeschooling. Yeah. You're running a business. Yeah. Like break down what an actual day looks like for you. Okay, so <laughs> mainly. Okay, so it's a, I spend a lot of time. Um, packing orders pretty yeah. much that's probably so is everything done from your home yes still wow. done home I, I am on that I am at that point where I do need to get a warehouse I definitely yes. need to I, I was starting to look into it before we went into lockdown um but obviously things happened and now we're, I'm just sort of putting it on hold till we get out of this and then I'll go back out there trying to find it uh, just a good good student. do your neighbors think you're like running a drug ring yeah. by just having like packages <laughs> arrive to the oh, house yeah, <laughs> They do, and they're so lovely. They're like, "Oh, this is growing. You're getting more and more each day," you know. So, yeah, it's it's crazy at the moment. Um, but I think, yeah, what I do is I, I spend most of my time packing. I don't spend that much time doing customer service emails or anything like that. I, I don't know if it's the product that I have. I don't get. I get a lot of queries, but that's probably about it. I don't have hardly any returns. I don't have. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't spend hours and hours answering emails. So that's a good thing, but it's mainly packing and yeah, just doing the homeschooling at the moment. And it's just you at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. And is it like a family affair? Like do the kids get involved no. in like the packing? No. no? <laughs> You're like, don't touch it. They're two boys. So you can just imagine yeah. just like pick up the books and throw them around. So no. Yeah. No, like use them as like <laughs> swords or something. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so it's just you, but you're looking at you. You do at some stage need to get oh, yeah. move on to the next phase, which is out, like getting a warehouse and yeah. some sort of third, yes. well, another place to put everything. What about marketing wise? Like initially, how do you you, you did the trade fairs and you were yeah. able to get some stockers from that? But how did you actually grow your own online so, store? Yeah. So that was, I think that was probably more important than even um, doing the the stockists and the trade fairs and stuff like that. I think the most important thing, I, I knew that I would need to, like I couldn't just build a Shopify store and put it out there and hope that people would come to it. I knew before even going into it because I researched it so much, I knew that I would need to bring people to my store. So I knew that I had to get to understand Facebook ads, Google ads, I knew that I would have to do that. So I tried to tackle that before I even started. I tried to learn about it. Facebook ads, I ended up learning from a, a an online course, uh, Shopify Academy, which is like a free thing that you get when you have a Shopify store. Yeah. And I learned how to do Facebook ads from there. And from there, I felt way more confident to go on Facebook, make a few ads, having the graphic design background help too, because I could just quickly sort of whip them up and put them out there. And I couldn't believe how good they were, how well they worked. Your product would be like made for Facebook ads. Yeah. Yeah. It worked really well. And um, I think that was that just showed me the power of Facebook ads and like Instagram and all social media. So I knew that I had to get onto Google, but as you know, (laughs) as you know, I tried, I tried for months to find out how to work out Google and I couldn't. I, I, and it was so frustrating because I can usually work out programs. I can usually work things out like that. And I, no matter how much I researched, no matter how much I looked around, I, I was willing to pay anything to find a good course that would help me learn Google. And I couldn't find it anywhere until I found you. <laughs> it's so funny because you, I mean, you emailed me and you're like, for months I've been researching. I could months. never figure this out. And yeah. I'm, I was the same way back when I was, this is seven years ago, yeah. eight years ago when I had my own e-commerce store. I was the same. I was like, how does this work? I'm smart. I can figure yeah. this out it is so freaking hard I don't think people realize like Google should be more intuitive than it is it's not it's very it's they make it very it's very steep learning curve and a lot steeper than 
Facebook ads. Oh, it doesn't even compare. No. How much you have to learn. There no, it doesn't. There's so much more in Google. <laughs> No, but the power in it is that yeah. the power in it can, in compared to Facebook, Facebook is you're getting in front of people's faces that don't yeah. know necessarily that they want you. But the yeah. good thing about Google is you're capturing people that are searching for right. a baby keepsake book or a yeah. couple's journal or whatever they're searching for. You're there to be like, hey, I'm here and I've got the products that you want. Yeah. Um, so they serve, they serve different purposes. So it's yeah. not like, okay, I've mastered Facebook ads. I don't need to worry, like job done. I don't need to worry about. No, it's completely different. And I knew that I, I and that, that is why it was so frustrating for me because I knew how good Google would be for my business mm. because I knew people were out there searching these things. Mm. So it was, that's why it was so frustrating because it's, it's a platform that I really wanted to learn how to use, but I just couldn't understand it. And I, I did sort of just try using um, shopping campaign, which was mm. great as well. That was amazing. And I think once I saw the power of a shopping campaign, I was like, I need to learn how to do this properly. Yeah. So that's why once I found your course and I started doing it, I couldn't believe how good it was to actually start understanding things and to yes. start understanding how to navigate through Google ads, which I couldn't do before. Yeah. And so. it's like, it's like learning a new language, but then you it feel was. you're so much more empowered because you yeah. have the control. Like if you want to spend, if you want to increase your sales, Hey, yeah. just put some more budget towards it. And yeah. it's a really empowering thing to know that like I'm uh, probably a year ago, if you had said to yourself that, you would be in control basically of all your marketing and have the ability to really not rely on any um, stockers yeah, or anything like that. That's but, right. Yeah, it's very, it's a like it's such an inspiring position to be in only yeah, a year down the track. Great. Yeah, it's it's great, and it's um, like you said, it is really like because before I was relying, I was even on um, you know hard to find. I was on other websites because I just wanted to get my product out there, but it just it doesn't feel right because it's going into another website and then to you. Yeah. Whereas now I feel good because people that are purchasing my product are coming straight to my store. Yeah. You know, and then like, you know, they're coming straight to my store, which is what I want. Yeah. You don't have to rely on someone else. It's someone else yeah. getting the benefit of your, yeah. Um, yeah, of your products. I, I want to know whether you've got any plans like you've, so you've sort of, you've been mastering these different marketing strategies um, or ta- or techniques like Facebook ads, Google ads. Uh, have you experienced or experimented at all with like influencer marketing or what what's next on what you want to try or test to continue the growth? Look, possibly. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I'm definitely open to that. I, t- I think it's one of those things that I think once you've got Google and Facebook ads, it's it is so powerful, and especially yeah. if you learn how to how to get your brand name out there and how to um, market the benefits of your product. If you learn, if you can learn how to do that and put that out there, it's great. And I mean, with the whole influencer side of things, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start with that sort of yeah. thing. Or like, how do you even go down that track? Um, I have I have had an influencer in the past um, question uh, something from one, uh, from my kids' journal. And I just said to her, look, I'm happy to send you one if you're happy to post. And she was like, yeah, sure. And I could not believe the amount of sales I got after that. Wow. It was phenomenal. So um, wow. it, there definitely is power in um, in that sort of thing. But I don't know how to go about that. I haven't even looked into it. But, yeah, it would be probably a good idea to try and find the right influencer as well. And I think that it's all about not trying to tackle everything at once. It's not trying to, on day one, trying to become a Facebook ad superstar, an email yeah. marketing superstar, yeah. and then influencer marketing because you end up doing all of them poorly. Yeah, um, right. So the way that you've gone about it is like, okay, I've added Facebook ads, I've added Google yeah. ads, and now I'll, once I've kind of got some some 
stability there, then I'll add another thing. But I think the most important thing for people to understand when they hear that Martha's saying, you know, things blew up after I started running ads and and things went really well is that Martha had the amazing product to back it up with, but also your site was really high converting in that you had the really good imagery and your ads wouldn't have performed nearly as well if the website wasn't able to then capture them. So it all works together. Yeah, and I and I knew that going into it because I did so much research in that year before I started the business. I spent a lot of time researching even uh, Shopify and and how to get you know how to get the right conversions and and what you should do to to get people to your store and keep people in your store. Like keep it simple. Don't oh, don't put too much stuff in there. Don't overcomplicate things. Things like that. I I had already looked into all of that. And another thing was reviews as well. That mm. was for me is once I start getting reviews on a product, they sell a lot better. That that product then sells a lot better. Don't know if it's the pro- the type of product, but the reviews. I I read reviews all the time. Oh yeah. And it's so important to have good reviews. And I think um you know I you know installing that whole system in place as well has helped a lot as well. So do you think you've made, what sort of investments have you made? Because those like getting review systems up and running and they're all investments because there's tech platforms behind them that particularly if you're getting an advanced system, um, it's got an ongoing cost and, and, but when, and when you're getting started, sometimes you're like, I I really don't want to outlay money on these, on these widgets or these bits and pieces. So what sort of investments have you made that you think have made a difference in, in the trajectory of, of the business? Yeah. So definitely the reviews platform. Mm -hmm. Which one do you use out of interest? I use Judge Judge Me. Yeah, okay. I use that one. And um, I, I just, I think any review platform is fine as long as you're capturing those reviews. So I send out an email to anybody that purchases a book from my store, gets an email two weeks later asking them to leave a review if they would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no pressure. There's n- nothing pressuring them to leave a review. It's just here's, here's the, the, the form. If you'd like to fill it out, you can just fill it out below and just make it as easy as possible for the person. Like they don't have to click anywhere. They just type it in the email and send it. And um, I just find that if someone's happy with your product, it's a good product, they will leave a review. And I think the reviews have been great for my business as well. So definitely the reviews. I think another good investment is um, good shipping, like spending Mm. that extra money. I use Australia Post, but I just find they are so good in terms of getting it to the person on time. They're they're reliable. I just think paying that little bit more and having that ease of mind and it's just less complaints less people emailing me they get an email every time their their parcel moves they can change the address if they want to they can have safe drop they can choose to leave it at a, at a post office things like that it just makes the customer experience better I and agree yeah and I think if you if you go cheap on those sort of things like and you have the parcels going missing or they're taking three weeks to arrive um I just think it's not good for the customer to receive parcels so late and you know and have issues where is my parcel and you know all those sort of things I think that is another really good investment um particularly in your line where they 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 could be particularly like for an important milestone or for a gift and it's kind of a timely purchase that they need when they like when they want yeah yeah and I just know how I shop online if I shop for a product online and they tell me they're going to ship it out in two days and it's and you know they're local I'm expecting that delivery in a week I, Mm. I shouldn't have to wait three weeks for a product and if if I'm told how long I have to wait that's fine you know but if you're using a, a you know someone that's going to deliver the parcel it's going to take two weeks to arrive that's that's just not fair for the customer and I think 
that's when you get that bad customer experience. You just don't want that. Yeah. So I think anything that can eliminate that sort of feeling for the customer for me is worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that those two things are really important. And I think having a really good website and taking the time to take photos, taking the time to add all the apps that even though they cost money, it's, it is worth it because, you know, I think having nice images and stuff like that, I think that all helps. So what is next? Like what's the plan? Have you got more products that you want to release? Can you tell, actually, first of all, can you tell a bit about the range? You've got the Baby yep. Keepsake book, which goes yep. from, is that zero to 18? Yeah, it goes from zero to 18 or from pregnancy to 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And that one is, that one's by far the most popular, but I think it is because it's it's special. It, it's got moments in there that most baby books don't have or no other baby book has, you know, things that you want to record, things that you want to remember. I think it's really important to, like, I, I really feel sentimental about my kids and, you know, the things that I don't want to forget. So I think yeah. having those things in the book and having those questions and those prompts makes you remember the things that you didn't even know you wanted to remember. So that's why I think that one's been really popular. And I got in touch with you because I was looking at the product and I was like, I want one of these, but like, yeah. I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So I emailed you in yeah. like a panic desperation <laughs> saying, Martha, can you please yeah. create the same book, but from five to 18, because most baby books go from zero no. to five. And so when you want to get a new baby, when you want to get this beautiful like because you still want to document the high, the school years and the high school years. Yeah. But I was like, I want to buy Martha's book, but the first half is going to be empty. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, my, well, that was that's what happened with me because the kids were, I think, three and five when I made them. So their books started from those ages. Maybe I'll just do that then. Maybe I'll just buy it and then just like tear out those pages. <laughs> empty. Like they're just empty. I mean, I like, think- were we alive? Were we adopted? <laughs> like you can um, still pull them out. Like the pregnancy stuff you can fill out because it's, or even before the pregnancy, there's a section about you as a mum, like, you know, What's your favourite music, your favourite food. It, 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 it's designed to be looked back on in 18 years and it's yeah. designed for the child too, not just for the mum. Yeah. Um, it serves a purpose while they're mums but then after when you pass it on to your child, that child has mum's writing, that child has mum's photos because every year there's a photo of you and your kid in the book. You, po- you take the Aww. photo, you paste it in and, you know, they're memories that I think I would love if I had that. Well, the reason why I I, um, I wanted to buy your book in the first place was because I have a book from five to 18 and yeah. every year would fill it in. It's just one page and every year would yeah. fill it in. And it's yeah, one of my favourite things time. to do is go yeah. back and just what did I want to be when I was five years old? Yes. What did I want to be? And those things that you never yeah. remember, like you yeah. always think as a parent you're going to remember what your child wanted to be. You or the, you'd never remember them. Or you end up sort of keeping things in like, you know, scrap pieces of paper in a box yeah. or, you know. Or notes in your phone, yeah. or like, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so maybe I'll just do it. I'll just buy your book then. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fine. Um, and the other thing, the other um, product that I want to talk about as well is is the um, what I can't remember the, the name. Kids of the journal. Product. The kids journal. Yeah. 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 So that one was to me that that definitely has a special place in my heart because it, when I first ordered the baby books and the love journals, I think it was my son opened the box and he, he was just so proud of me that I had made this book. And it was I could it was like one of those unexpected emotions where you think, Aww. wow, he's really he really loves this book. And he said, Mom, can I have this book and write in it? And I thought it's ridiculous. It's a baby book. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise I will make you your own book. And in my head, I just thought I'll just get one designed with just plain pages. And I really started thinking about it. And I thought, there's no journals, kids' journals out there that are really luxurious and like something that you want to keep forever. They're all quite like fun and colourful, but they're 
there's nothing really that special out there. So I really wanted to make something that was different and something that was really fun. The contents inside are really fun and the questions are just, there's random questions through the whole journal and, yeah, there's like, you know, challenges and stuff like that all through the book. And but the outside looks really nice and it's really luxurious and it's a nice gift and the kids love it. The kids. From what age do you think that is it really just from when they can write that that, yeah, that sort of from general? Any age, really. My daughter's five and a half, so she's just getting to that point where yeah. she's. You, yeah, I was going to say you can do it with her. You yeah, can do it with her, which is what I do with my five-year-old. We sit together, and it's so cute. Yes, like, the way they answer the questions is adorable. Absolutely. Right, you'll have to keep your eyes peeled for an order from me soon. Yeah, like, I will. the next <laughs> two hours, I'll be like online. Um, so have you got any other products in development that you're thinking about doing? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I've got, a, I've got again, I have a list of <laughs> <laughs> new product ideas. So I, I definitely have um, a few ideas. I really want to do a recipe book because, mm. um, again, that's a sentimental thing, recipes and handing down recipes, but I don't want it to be a very typical recipe book that you find. So I'm trying to think of ways that I can make it extra special but I don't I, yeah, I don't I haven't really thought too much about that so there's that I also want to do like a memoir book something yes. for grandparents to fill yes, out yes I was gonna say could you you know what I would I've been thinking about doing my um my husband went and his grandma's 91 now and he went and did like oh. leg, legacy tapes with her where yes. um I would love a journal where it's a prompted journal where you go yes. and you sit with your grandparent or your yeah. parent and it's got like what was it like when you were a child and yeah, you can fill in exactly all that information. What I want to do. Yeah, that is yeah. actually exactly what I want because I would love that. I, I feel like that would be something that you could give somebody as a gift to fill out and yeah. it stays within the family and it's got all the details and about their life. Yeah, because my dad's my dad's turning seventy in a couple of months uh, in a couple of weeks. Sorry, and yeah. that's what like. I I want to do is sit down with him and talk about his life and things yeah. that I don't know about him as a person rather than just as a, a parent. So true. It's it's so true. And those that's the stuff I love. Yeah. I love sitting down with people and learning about their life and mm. hear, like asking them questions about every detail. I love hearing stories. And I think that's probably why I ended up in this business is that I, I love books. I love stories. I love writing. I, I love all of it. So for me, it, it is really important to have those memories written, especially by the person. It's, it yeah. makes it even more special. You've got a whole book of their handwriting. Yeah. Um, I, well, you have to keep me updated on that one because I will definitely buy oh, that one too. Uh, it's, that one's a hard one because it's just so many questions involved. Yeah. But, you know, and, and that's like with all my books, they just take months to make and yeah. to come up with the content. So, yeah, uh, but I am definitely working on it. And, yeah, that list is growing. <laughs> Yeah. And I think there's just so much potential because you, yeah. you've really nailed a sweet spot in, in the market that people love your products and you're only just getting started. So it's kind of like, there's so much potential. It must be really yeah. exciting. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so fun to talk to you. Can you let people know where they can connect with you online, follow you, buy your products and find out more information? Yes. So um, my website is trulyamore.com.au and uh, Instagram handle is at truly.amore. It's that simple. <laughs> and I'll put all those links in the show notes. And thank you so much, Martha. Oh, it has been such a pleasure. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed the chat with Martha. She is just phenomenal. She's a wife, she's a mum, she's an entrepreneur. And it was incredible to talk to her more about her business. And like I said, I can't wait for my order to arrive because I just, I just placed an order on her site. 
So if you like Martha, you want to check out what she does, all the links are in the show notes. She's at Truly Amor, which is A-M-O-R, truly, A-M-O-R.com.au. And then also her social media is truly.amor on Instagram. So check her out there. Let her know that you listened to this episode and drop a line to me. I'm at Griffin underscore on Instagram. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. In a few weeks, I'll be opening up my Google Ads course for enrollment. So if you are interested in that, make sure you do head to the waitlist. It's sundaydigital.com.au forward slash course dash waitlist. Again, that will be in the show notes. But if you are interested in hearing more about the course that Martha went through, you have a business you need to market or you're a digital marketer that you're looking to upskill in Google Ads, that's the perfect place. So head to the course waitlist, sign up, and I'll send you more deets when I have them. And I will see you on the next episode.